Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So are you allowed to talk about when, when you witnessed that death row? Did you witness any, like, you know, um, like any of the mainstream stuff that, that we hear about? Um, let's see. I, I started there in... In around '97, I guess. Um, oh, okay. So a lot of it uh-huh. had died down already. Yeah, it had actually started dying down quite a bit, I guess, from the stories that I heard. But uh, yeah, you know, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything real violent. I didn't see anything. I guess obviously illegal, besides just drug use or whatever. Um, I heard some. Sto- I heard some stories though from some of the engineers and stuff. Right. Uh, I think part of it. I think part of it. Just the police just aren't in a in a big hurry to solve a case like that because of the people that are involved. That's a big part of it. Yeah, they just don't so care. It's not even so much a conspiracy as much as like uh, another dead rapper, right? Exactly. Right. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then as time goes, has gone on, you know, a lot of those guys have ended up dead, like their bodyguards and, and stuff. So I'm sure there's even less motivation to figure that stuff out. So, and what about Suge Knight? I mean, I, well, I mean, throughout the 90s, he seemed like he was the most feared person walking the earth. Mm-hmm. And now you hardly even hear about that man. Yeah, I mean, he had a lot of money behind him. He was basically just like kind of the front. He was kind of a muscle, really. Um, uh-huh. You know, he's so intimidating, but, you know, he didn't. he doesn't have any talent or... He doesn't have a mind that way like Dre has, and so, so once Dre left, there wasn't much left of the label. Right, because I mean, you hit it right. I mean, he was the money. I mean, there was people talking about how they were just, you know, terrified. I think when Dre left, they said he he had to sign off all the rights to all his records, to his songs, to to Suge Knight. Right. Yeah, I guess he tried to muscle, he, tried to strong arm him into signing away the rights or whatever to the, to the Chronic and stuff. Right, and Dre was like, okay, just. Get me out of here! Like you know, they were talking about the people just wanted to leave death row. Yeah, yeah, it's probably smart. You know, because I was always looking into that. I mean, you know, Tupac took, took what five five bullets, five shots, and Suge Knight only got grazed. He claimed there was a piece. He claimed there was still a piece in his head too, which I guess it wasn't true. But you know, what do I know? Uh, right? He tried to say like, uh, yeah, it was way worse than it was. I guess. Or, I mean, I guess it's possible. I guess maybe just wanting to look more into what's actually there. But I was just like, yeah, you know, Tupac's about a butt 20, butt 30. Suge Knight's all the 300 pounds and nothing hits Suge Knight. Right. Yeah, yeah like some sharpshooters. <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. I mean, I saw I saw this, I mean, he supposedly had like a bandage right over it, but... I mean, what does that mean? That doesn't prove shit. Yeah. There's no photos of him right after the shooting, so who knows? You know? And and there was a witness. I remember hearing in the news that there was a witness, and, like, within, like, days later, the witness was killed. 
Yeah, man. Was yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys who worked security for them and, and just, like, kind of the death row security, those characters, a lot of them are gone, man. You know, a lot of them are gang members right. or whatever, but they just died, you know, suspiciously. Yeah, yeah, yeah we were like, well, Las, Las Vegas right after a fight, and there's one witness? Mike, yeah, the Mike Tyson fight. It was right after the Tyson fight. Right after the Tyson fight, MGM, Las Vegas, I've been there. There's people, like, walking around right now, I'm sure of it. Like, right there. Well, what? Las well, Vegas, bro. When is that street ever empty? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's right on the strip, you know? So, it's like when Biggie Smalls, he got shot um, after a party at um, the Peterson Museum. Right. You know, on Wall Street, it's like, how is it whoever shot him makes a clean getaway and nobody sees a thing? Right. I mean, it's like they just let, I mean, they let kind of their arrogance get to them. They're so high profile, you know, and then they go, you know, getting in fights before the fight and all this, you know, and, and then afterwards and then expect to be able to keep themselves secure. I'm not really sure how that works, you know. <laughs> right. Well, well that, and that's the other thing, you know, like with, with like high profile, like rappers, athletes, you said it, they, they, they're so full of themselves, you know, they, they're, all, they're practically above the law. You know, they're going to piss off the wrong person that's not going to care. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, about the conspiracy end of it, I'm not even sure that it wasn't, I mean, obviously the, the shooter knew who he was and all that, but I, I'm not even sure it just wasn't a matter of him just pissing him off somehow, and he just figured I'll be the guy who's going to shoot him, you know, and that was it. That's all it takes. It doesn't have to be and some big like conspiracy. Right, like you said. Cops are probably like, you know, they're going to just take each other out anyways. Why why waste any more time looking into it? Exactly. The cops don't care. And then on top of it, just the danger of the, the kind of characters involved. You know, Suge, I guess he's locked up now again, but, um, you know, he's on the street still, and you just don't need it. You know, why bother? Yeah. I mean, because that's the, that's the approach with, I mean, cops just in general when it comes to gang violence. They'll take each other out. You know, they know the neighborhoods. You know which neighborhoods have gangs in them. Sure. Any any given day, you could go in there and make arrests, but why? Like you said, why are they going to put themselves in harm's way when they're going to kill each other off anyway? Right. The cops, really, the cops are motivated by kind of the public demand. They're supposed to serve the public, right? If there's no real outcry from the public, I'm not saying Tupac but necessarily, but just gang members in general, they're not going to be in a hurry to do anything, you know? If there's nobody on them to get it solved, they don't care. They don't, you know, they don't care if it's you or me or whatever. If nobody's pushing them to solve that stuff, they're not going to care. And, and you got to look at it the other way, too. There's no money in arresting drugs. I mean, gangbangers. <laughs> right. It's just another guy they got to lock up. When, you know, taxpayers got to pay to support the guy in right. prison. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty much easily replaced, you know, to be honest with you. It's kind of, that's probably why. I think they should just be nothing more than the peace, than the peacekeepers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I'd totally put, just put the, put the uh, self-defense in the hands of the citizens, really, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I think that would be better. I'm not sure, but. Everyone's so scared of it because they watch TV all the time. 
Right, one of the longest running television shows is a is the biggest PR, you know, public relations machine for the police, like show cops or whatever. Yeah. And when when you look when you look at it, like I'm looking right now, there's tons of people getting along, cooperating, forming nice neat lines, you know, getting onto the freeway going super slow, and everyone still seems to be able to, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and you know, for the most part, man, for the most part, people are are good people. You know, they they want the best for themselves and for others, right? But we kind of the police fill the space where I don't. If the people do go outside of that, and you have some maniac or whatever, I don't want to be the guy who's got to confront him. You know, do you? Well, yeah, if you have to, sure. But I mean, cause that's kind of what what the they serve, right? I suppose so you can keep your hands clean and go about your business. You know, we have a group of people we've hired through your taxes to to take care of it. And I guess that's necessarily if they do that or not is a question, but that's the concept anyway. Yeah, I think a lot of it. I think a lot of it is we're afraid to let to let nature take its course, which is which is actually natural for humans because we think about things. Sure, I hear you. So it's like it's it's really all beautiful when you look at it. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, it'll work itself out, you know, even without cops. You know, I mean something will happen. You have to uphold you'll have to uphold law and order somehow, and if you don't, you don't. You know. It'll be the the responsibility will fall on somebody's hand you know, shoulders. I I just I just got hassled by a cop uh Last night, he, was, he had to have been on steroids. He was huge. <laughs> he, was, he was hassling some guy in Chuck E. Cheese. I don't know. Well, no, he wasn't hassling him. He was talking to some guy stuffing his face with the Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I took a picture of him. And I don't, I don't know if they saw me, but I was just, like, skating around. And then, like, a little while later, I was just skating around the parking lot. One was there watching. But then the cops don't... flashlight at me. I'm like, fuck it, I'm not even gonna fucking, I don't need to fucking try to confront this issue. Go talk to this roid, roided out, you know, huge police officer and, and try to, try to reason with him and say, hey, you know, I just got off work 12 hours doing something that you would probably enjoy doing when you get home. Well, so, whack, whacking off. Sorry, sorry about that. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm skateboarding. I'm skateboarding. Yeah. I'm, I'm not doing anything. I wasn't even vandalizing anything. I was jumping over an object. You know, it's just, it's just, it's not taking a step. You know, I mean, he's uh, he's he's stopping me from having fun. I mean, how is that? How is that? Oh yeah. Well, who are you to have fun, you know? Well, who gives you the right to have fun? <laughs> right, man. Right. I don't have any right. <laughs> I mean, with with those kind of characters, those I think it isn't always about uh, them wanting to fuck with you. I think 
it becomes that a lot of times. Like if if they do that to you and you don't respond, then it becomes another thing that they're doing. You know what I mean? It escalates in their mind. And that's kind of like, I think how that stuff works. You know, if you don't completely submit to them in every way, then it escalates to it. Then it becomes a different kind of thing for them. I'm not saying they're right. I'm I'm saying, I think that's kind of the weird game they play in their head. You know, let's see if this guy will, will submit to me. And, and since I'm just, I'm just a regular old monosodium, I just gotta, I just gotta take it, take the punches, and I swing skate it somewhere else, right nearby, across the street. And then I went to the corner, and I went to go back to the spot to try it again because I saw that he was gone. And then all of a sudden, he pulls back around again, and he goes down the street, and I see it, <laughs> and he like flashes his light just a little bit. And then, he, and then he just kept going, like, you know, I see you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Well, it's very, it's very macho, you know. I mean, it's very, they're the, they, there's no, they're trained never to back down in any situation and always maintain control. That's what they're, that's how they're trained. So it, it kind of makes sense, you know what I mean? He's got to let you know he saw you or whatever and. And you know he, you know that he's watching you, and he could be back or whatever. And it's just kind of, it's kind of where the angle they're coming from, I think, on steroids. And, and that's fine. I mean, you know, control the situation, but at, right. at the same time, I think it's it's the lack of education. I mean, they're being trained to okay, fine, be the aggressor, but at the same time, when when do you put in even common sense? When do you put in you know a little bit of humanity to say not every situation calls for maximum force? Right. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. You, you know, and that's the thing where, like you said, if you don't submit to every demand that the cop makes, you know, now all of a sudden you feel like he has, you know, he has a right to take your life, to use force. Like yeah. you said, you know, could have easily, what, the guy puts him in a chokehold, and regardless of wrong or right, you know, his life is in danger just because the cop felt like, Oh, that's right. You only have one molecule, don't you, of sodium? Yeah. Is that right? One sodium atom or whatever it is? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of strange. I'm not trying to defend police, but I've kind of done a lot of thinking about it. They, you know, just recently there's been a lot of problems. You see on the news and all that. The, uh, it's got to be interesting to, to try to remain objective, they call it, I guess, to remain neutral in each situation. Because you're going to naturally take aggression and, and things like that. They're going to build up, and you're going to take it into the next situation you're in. Um, that's just human nature. That's just normal psychology. So it's uh, they should figure out a way to deal with that, and I think they would have a lot more success and a lot less problems um, yeah. if you look at it that way. Well, I mean, the process, you know, I mean, you look, you look at the qualifications to be a police officer, is not very demanding. They're not asking, um, as far as, like, people that are sound of body and mind, you know, it, you look at it where it's like, you know, almost anybody could be a cop, and not everybody's qualified to be a police officer. Like you said, maybe some of these guys have something to prove. Some of these guys act like real cowboys out there. Oh, for sure, for sure. But, yeah, you you wonder if 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 um, with the psychological evaluation, 
you wonder if you if you turn out to be the kind of person who thinks too much about things. You wonder if that would disqualify you, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a possibility, because, I mean, I don't know what standards they use. I'm not sure anyone does. That's probably a, a kind of a secret thing as far as how they evaluate you. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if you think too much, of you question, if they think you're going to question orders at all. That may disqualify you. That. Exactly, because like they said, you know, you're, you're being hired to not make the law, but enforce the laws. Right. right. So if someone, you know, someone with some common sense could say, you know what, are, you know, do we really need to be enforcing this? Is this a major crime? Couldn't we be making a difference? Again, I'm not trying to get into conspiracies, but, you know, maybe sometimes these police officers are there more for corporate interests and not so much for our interests. Yeah, totally. I understand. Yeah, that's good that you're taking that angle because I can kind of, I can kind of uh, take the other side in in a, in a sense that, um, you know, I've had interaction with the police. I've been actually, I've been arrested a couple times for just different stuff in the past, and uh, a couple times though they actually let me go, and admitted that they knew what I was doing was illegal, and let me go. Now, I don't really want to get into the actual details of what it was, but that is. You know, that's interesting to me also, you know, that they're willing to actually admit to the person that, that they're, what they're doing is wrong and they could possibly be arrested, yet they let you go. That's kind of the other side of it, you know. <laughs> right, and, that's, and, and I mean, like I said, it's, it's like anything, you know, we only hear of the ones that aren't doing what they're supposed to be doing. There's a lot of cops out there, probably great cops, that we're never going to hear about. That's you right. Know, they're not going to make the news today. They didn't kill anybody, and that's why I don't want to bash on police officers, right. but I think some of them, a lot of them do slip through the cracks, and considering the amount of power, the amount of authority you have, you know, you're out there on your own with a gun. At any moment, you said you could snap, you can have a bad day. We're human. We carry that over. Sure. It, it's a responsibility where, you know, they need to, I think as far as the hiring process, they really need to take it further. Right. Yeah. yeah it's just, I don't know. I feel it's one of those jobs, you, you know, you have, it has to be, you know, almost zero margin of error. Absolutely, yeah. We should we should hear about every incident. I agree, I agree with that. Uh, hang on, let me, let me plug in my phone real quick. It's dying. Don't worry. And, and what we were talking about today, that diversity should be implemented in the police force, just like they try to implement the diversity everywhere else. Like, in, when you're trying to become a firefighter, you cannot be a firefighter in some areas if you're a certain race, because they already have that that race. They need a different race, you know, to be fair or whatever. Okay. But when you see cops rolling around, they roll around with their own race, their own uh, 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 sexual preference uh, type girls or guys, you know, they'll roll with the same peeps, you know, which makes, you know, I would want to do that if I was a, a cop, you know, I'd like to hang with somebody who's just like me, but isn't is that the point, isn't, isn't that the point with all this multi-diversity shit to keep it non-racist and fucking, you know, why not, why not the cops that we're supposed to hold to the highest level, right, you know. Well, 
I'm, I'm sure that they've they've I'm sure that the way that they pair them up or necessarily they just they disperse the racial thing. Uh, I'm sure they have studies or whatever that they can point to where, you know, the cops are the same race as the area that they're in. I'm sure they work better. They communicate, you know, more effectively and blah, blah, blah. But I hear what you're saying. If they want to be fair, you know, then they wouldn't do that kind of thing. Well, I mean, and two, you know, for the flip side, like, if you and you and I are like-minded, and both of our dads beat us, and all of a sudden we see, we see, you know, we get some domestic violence call, and we show up, and this guy is doing whatever, you know, what to say we don't take him out in the back alley, you know? Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, there's that. There's some video on YouTube I was watching recently. It's um, Oceanside PD, and a guy's open carrying. He's got a, he's got a pistol on him or whatever, and it's a white cop. White the guy who's carrying's white also, you know. And it, it just the video's titled like uh, "Cool a Cool Cop" or or what cops are supposed to do, and and so the cop comes up to him. You know, he's real friendly, and he says, "Oh, you know, I see you have a gun there on you." Uh, I'm going to take it from you, but I'm going to give it back to you. It is your right to carry it and blah, blah, blah. But he never he never draws his gun, you know. And I'm sure that that has a lot to do with both of them being white. Then they find out later they're bo- they were both Marines. One, he's re- The cop's retired Marine. The guy carrying it is currently a Marine. So, you know, it, it's kind of just, I'm sure they're just more effective when it's their own race or they grew up in the area. Um, you know, I'm sure they look for that or they try to or they should. I, I believe they actually should. I'm sure it lends itself to a to a better experience overall. Yeah, I, I can see that, but it's funny because all my negative experience with cops has always come at the hands of Hispanic cops. Okay. You, you know, I, I don't know, maybe because white officers, you know, for whatever reason, maybe they feel like, oh, they have to be, you know, extra careful, you know, to avoid a race issue, but mm-hmm. every time I've been pulled over by a white officer, always been courteous, you know, I don't get harassed, it's just, you know, it explains everything, why I got pulled over, very courteous, when I get pulled over by Hispanics, you know, they've been like the worst, you know, they'll throw me in the back of the car, you know, they'll handcuff me, I'm like, what What are you stopping me for, But and and I always felt like it's, it's like we were talking about, you know, like a cultural thing, where I think Hispanics have like such a chip on their shoulder where they get a power, and they, it's almost like they want to keep their own race down. Right. And I think that as far as, no, and I always just found that weird, you know, because it's, um, I've always felt like with Hispanics, you know, as a race, we tend to do that. Instead of, like, elevating ourselves as a people, we tend to keep each other down. If somebody makes it, they try to keep everybody down. And I've experienced that, like, on on that police level, where it's like, as a Hispanic, like you said, you know, two white officers, two white guys, you know, he understands a Marine, they got common interests, hey, you know, it's cool, go about your business. Whereas two Hispanics is almost like, no, let me, let me just impose my power and will on him and just put him down and just, you know, because I can. Right. I see. Yes. So so in your experience in the, in the area that you were in, um, you've had more than one, uh, incident with the police, would you say? In the, in that same, in the same area? Okay. And they were consistently pretty, pretty harsh or whatever. 
been by, by Hispanic officers. Every right. time, I mean, like I said, I don't want to incriminate myself, but yeah. like when I'm blindfolded over by white officers, I mean, they could have easily, you know, took me in, arrested me, um, you know, for certain traffic violations, but, you know, they were pretty cool about it, asked me what I was doing, what I was out, you know, just general questions, you know, and just kind of like, all right, man, just, you know, be careful, you know, don't drive like that, don't do that again, be on your way. And with Hispanics, it's like, damn, dude, you would have think I'm, you know, like, FBI's most wanted the way I've been harassed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm sure a lot of it has to do with, with the area, you know, wherever you're at. Um, you know, this, like I said, that was, that was Oceanside, you know what I mean? So it's a, I'm sure the cops are pretty light as it goes anyway. In the, yeah. Oh, sorry. Have you ever thought it, it might be for your own benefit? Well, you know what? When I got pulled over... <laughs> I live in, I live in, and no, it's funny you say that because I actually feel in Linwood, I got pulled over by this white officer, and I was wearing a beanie, I was wearing a beanie, and you know, I look like a gangster, I'm not gonna lie, I did, I was wearing a beanie, I was in a car, guy pulls me over, draws his gun at me, gets me out of the car, starts patting me down, and you know, he puts me in the car, then he gets me out, and he goes, you know why we pulled you over? And I go, no, but I got a pretty good idea. He goes, um, I go, Bob, because the way I look. And the officer goes, yeah, you probably think we're being assholes to you. I go, no, I know how I'm dressed. You know, I just realized, yeah, if, if I was an officer, I'd pull myself over. I go, I look, yeah, I look like a, I look like a thug, you know. I'm wearing a beanie. I'm in a gang, I'm in a gang neighborhood. I go, I get it. I look like a gangster. I go, if anything, if you're pulling everybody that looks suspicious, I feel better because at least I know you know what I can sleep at night. Right. Right. So. So that's you know, the, that, that, that's the real truth then, right there. I mean, what you just said is probably the real truth about about how the situation is. I, I would say, in my mind, um, now yeah. to get people on to get people to admit to to what you just said, that's the hard part. Um, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and there's other guys who look freaking way more gangster who are like, who are like, yeah, I don't understand why these cops are harassing me. It's okay. I just don't understand. I have tattoos on my lips, you know, and right. everywhere else. And but, but see, and that's kind of my thing, though, because I can see, you know, you're driving around, and I'm sure we've all done it. Yeah, that guy looks like a gangster. You can even tell by the kind of car they're driving, like, yeah, you know, they're, they're probably up to no good. Yeah. And that's where sometimes we're like, you know, okay, I, I get it. You know, if I would have been in like a Mercedes and I'm Hispanic, I'm going to get pulled over because they're, yeah, I, I can't be driving that car unless he's a drug dealer. It's possible. You know? It's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Not yeah. that they, not that they never, like, uh, Mono and I worked in Alabama, right? Like, uh, you know, a few years ago. Uh, and, I had a, and I had a roommate who was a black guy or whatever. I mean, he was the guy who sh- I shared the, the room, the room with. And I remember one night, um, we, kind of got into it a little bit because he, he mentioned something about police profiling and I was kind of on the computer I wasn't really paying much attention just kind of you know we're just kind of going back and forth but uh, I, I told him well look in reality uh, when police see a certain type of car and they they see it's occupied you know there's a few people in the car they're all male uh, they just know from experience it's not trying they're trying to racially profile they just know in the area that they're in the kind of car it is the, the people that are in the car, they know 
when they pull this type of car over, a lot of times they find things, and that's the reason why they pull it over. It doesn't really have, it does, but doesn't have to do with the race of the people involved. They just know that, that they'll find things when they pull over this type of car when it's got three males in it and they're all black. That's, that's it. That's the truth. And that's the reason they do it. You know, if you want to call it profiling, you know, hey, fine. But he he really couldn't come back at me with anything, and he got pissed. Later on, he was like, yeah, man, the other night I felt like knocking you. He told me, he's like, I felt like knocking you out when you said that. I was like, shit, man, it's just the truth. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Figure out, you know the truth. You're like, holy shit! Well, they're not. Wanna, yeah, you know, I mean, they're not going to let the car go because they're worried about you know racial profile. Well, they may actually now. I'm not sure, but they're just going to do their job and to do whatever they need to do to get the drugs off the street or weapons or whatever they think they're going to find, and that's how they do it. That's just the bottom line. It's not fair, but that's how they do it. Okay, so, so, so it was, hold on. It was your fault that he confronted me. Right in front of the workplace. Uh, that might, I think that was because he burned his forehead or something, that or whatever. He had that burnt forehead. Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't say that. What was that mono? Did he get his, like his head burnt or something? Remember around his hairline? Yeah. Oh, that that pissed him off too. Huh? Yeah, he was never the same after. I think that was right after that happened. Oh, then he, he was like cheating on his wife and. Right before his wife and kids showed up. Right? <laughs> That's right. Oh wow! Yeah. He tried to fight me in front of the, the workplace, and I just I wasn't having it. Even when he was in my face, trying to knock the coffee out of my hand, which he he didn't. No, he was totally out of line. Just the liquid came out. Yeah, it had nothing to do with you. Yeah, he was completely out of line, man, with that shit. <laughs> That was a bad uh, move. I'll, I'll be getting close to the door all the way. There they are, man. Oh. You guys are in. Yeah, well, no, I'm in downtown LA. That's the PD right here on, on Second Street. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so this is the neighborhood where I'm going to be racially profiled right here. Just stay on the phone. Stay, <laughs> just stay on the phone. <laughs> you, guys can, you guys can hear my screams right now. You guys. Oh, shit, I hope not. And don't, don't get me wrong, though. You know, they still should have probable cause to pull over every car, you know, and stop every, every person. That's your rights right there. I don't care how you look or whatever. You know, if they don't see a reason to pull you over, they shouldn't do it. You know? You know, we're human, and then we're, you know, we're, we're creatures of habit. And like you said, if you know that that's the kind of car, like, for instance, I never understand why gangbangers love driving Caprice, you know? Like, right. they love driving cop cars. Right. Well, like, I don't know, it's a side note, but, yeah, you, you, you know. Sure. You know certain cars to look for. It's like anything. When, when you're speeding, you know which cars you're looking for, like, to give speeding tickets. Sure. You know which one the other guy is always fucking hauling ass. That's right. So I get it. Like you said, it's not right. It's not a perfect system, but but what is? I go. Some officers take it a little too far, and that's kind of the only point I was really trying to make. That, um, you know, at the end of the day, they're human. You know, and my feeling is like with anything, once they got the situation under control, 
there's no need to keep going forward. Right. You know, and that's the other thing with like excessive force, where it's like you know you see five officers. That one poor um, guy in what is it, New Jersey, New York, that got choked, and choked to death. He died. Yeah. Like five officers were going after him. I get it. The guy's huge, but you know, even the biggest guy, you know, there's like four or five officers there choking him down. Sure. And at the end of the day, what was the crime? You know, selling loose cigarettes. There was four or five officers choking him down. But one of them was choking him. The other guys kind of were holding him. And but that's the thing. I mean, do you need that many officers to go arrest or issue a warrant to a guy that's selling loose cigarettes? No, but you know how they react to the, uh, yeah, no, that's totally overkill, you know, absolutely. I get it, too, because, like you said, there's the other side of it. I mean, for the most part, when we've encountered officers and we're cooperative, hey, we get to go home. <laughs> you know, we don't, if we're not making a scene and we're not playing the race card, hey, we go home. I get it. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So, so that's the other thing, too. I'm not going to make a scene, I'm, you know, I'm not going to be a smart-ass because, Right, just go home and tell your wife. Go, just go home and tell your wife you're a pussy. You know, when you get home. <laughs> but that's how you feel, right? I mean, when it's guys involved, that's that's how you're gonna feel. But you're right. I think that's the smartest way to do it. Don't smart. You know, don't say shit. Just tell them what they want to hear and leave. You know. You can get home. You can always make up stories when you get home and you told them this and that or whatever because you know people do. <laughs> problem with kind of the with the gangster with the gang mentality thing is that they they're pretty good at at they can tell who's real you know and kind of and and who isn't but there is kind of that that borderline where they're not sure you know and and if you dress like like you identify with a certain type of lifestyle that's going to get you pulled over too you know because they know they'll find guns on you them drugs or whatever even if you're you know you know it's just the way it goes that's reality if people are honest and they want to identify with that kind of lifestyle, then you have to accept the things that come with it, you know, but no one does. I mean, exactly. Keep it as simple. It's, you know, if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're going to be fine. Sure. You know, there's, there's a few instances where it's like a case of mistaken identity. That happens. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's ultimately what it comes down to. You're driving 100 miles an hour on the freeway and you get pulled over and you get Beat over the head. Well, you know what? Don't, don't fucking break the law. So, Next topic. So where are you guys? Head, where do you guys come from? You guys working at today? Oh, uh, we we're, yeah, from the the people that are controlling the world. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was a thirty third degree Mason. You know that. Uh, I'm telling. I'm telling Kate. I go. I can't get over the fact that we're inside the building. You know. You know. It's already security, and yet they keep. Like sections of the of the people in cubicles, and they put a chain link fence around them. Right, and I'm thinking like this just doesn't seem right to me. How could everybody else just be completely okay with? You're already in a building. You're already, I mean, the security. Nobody can get in and out without proper clearance. And then they're locking these guys up with a chain link fence. I'm like, why? why? I'm just thinking because was saying that. Well, yeah, you got people. I go, but not really. I go. This was like our last day. They're gonna have one or two people there. 
All the contractors are, ba- are basically out by the end of, you know, as of today. Okay. So it's only employees. And I'm thinking, like, well, why would, what is the purpose of this? You know, like, who else is going to be coming in that they're not aware of? I mean, you got to go through a process to get into the building so they know who's going in. You really can't, like, just walk onto the lot. It, it doesn't work that way. So I'm like, why? What is the need for that? Like, that's just, that's scary to me. To be working in that kind of environment, I, could, I couldn't handle that. Yeah, it's pro- I'm sure it's for leaks. They don't want stuff getting out. It's been such a problem, you know, for maybe there's something they're working on. Oh, no, I get it. But, mm. I mean, it's like anything. You work in a building, you got to scan your key card, you're in another room, and that's sure. fine. But it's like you're in a room, and then there's a chain link fence around your desk. It's like, what? <laughs> what is what? <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like, like at, at the same time, like, I, like, you know, with the exposed ceiling, you know, that, that's the new thing. Like, a lot of, a lot of places don't even put carpet down anymore. You know, and they, they just put, they make it look like it's super minimal cost. Oh, where they got they they take the T bar off and they they paint it black and the floor is like polished concrete or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and the chain link fence thing, like, yeah, it's, it's just like the schools and the parks and the skate parks and and everywhere else. So they they have actual outdoor chain link over, around the cubicles. Yeah. <laughs> what a. T- yeah. Yeah, chain link fence with a green tarp, yeah. Huh. Inside inside the room. So you got to go in the building. So you go in the building. First, you got to get through the security tower outside. So once you get clearance, you go in the parking lot. You walk in the building. There's a security inside. As soon as you walk in, you kind of get clearance through him. Then you go to the, any room. And once you get inside the room, you got to scan your key card. And then there's a chain link fence you got to go in through. To get to your cubicle. Wow. Yeah. So that, it's like so many levels of security. It's like now you, you know, it's like what is what is the purpose of that? Well, and then at the same time, the first level of security is like, oh yeah, sure, just go ahead and go on in. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if I need to verify you, but as long as you're like not Mexican or black, uh-huh. as long as you know. Well, that's, that's why they say it, you know? It, it, it's great to be white. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer it. <laughs> I, I definitely prefer it. The, uh, I, work, I mean, if you could pick a race, if you were able to pick a race, right? It's like, yeah, sign me up. You know, I want, I want to be white. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, the only thing the only, you can't pick Well, a lot of us can't. A lot of us can't dance, and sometimes we fucking smell weird. But that's yeah, but you guys, you guys, you guys control the the stock market, and you guys control interest rates. You know? so. <laughs> Shit, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as far as the security in the interior goes, in those places, I've worked at a couple like post production facilities where they do you know uh-huh. editing and editing and stuff like this for movies. You know, an MPAA, the Motion Picture Association of America. They're not fucking around anymore, man. At these places, each individual edit bay has a door that is has electronic lock 
and has a guy sitting outside, each one sitting has his own guy sitting outside in a desk that has to let you really? yes, that has to let you in and out through the door. Dude, that that's just for piracy, man. They're not fucking around anymore. That's how serious and they and the thing is these facilities they can't get work unless they build it to that to that spec and have that kind of security. Otherwise they don't get the work. That's fucking crazy, dude. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, dude, I'm witnessing some skateboarding going down right now. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What what no, tricks? What tricks? Let us know. Oh, uh, let's see. Uh, dude, backside one eighty over the bump, <laughs> going super slow speed, and then no comply. Frontside one eighty. Holy shit! These kids ain't fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of those kids, man. The board is as tall as the kid. Well, yeah. And- and like they see the videos now are are so much more high level than the videos back. Well, they're not that much more high level. It's just so many more kids are as high level as like Danny Way. Okay. You know, so it's like of course they're not Danny Way, but they're doing that. You know, just insane trick so they think it's just so easy and natural so their mind's already thinking like well if they can do it I I know I can do it you know like so if they just like monkey, monkey see monkey too pretty much you know because they laid the groundwork you know they you know it's easier once you know somebody sets the standard to say okay that's possible that can be done you know you gotta like the pioneers before that had to come up with these tricks come up with all that's so, that so amazing. So amazing. Rodney Nolan probably invented. I'm sorry, like we're ban- branching off topic, but he invented like you know thousands of tricks, probably. Yeah, just one man. Yeah, all the street stuff's but, based on freestyle, right? now. All freestyle skateboarding. You know what? I just figured out yesterday that I'm, I'm the style of skate- skateboarding that I do is. Uh, I'm basically a professional shopping center street skater. Okay. I hardly ever see kids skating like shopping centers. Just, but they're so perfect, you know? They have the audience plus everything you need. Manual pads. So there's always gaps. And, you guys don't skate um, launch ramps anymore? I would never got into the ramp stuff because I was never... I was always too scared to do it. What about just street? What about just street? I just never, I never really had them around all the time. So it's just, all I had was flat ground. Danny Way, you know, had a fucking half pipe in his backyard. You know, the same Tony Hawk, Ryan Sheckler. Who's Danny Way, that asshole from the, from the Olymp Skate Olympics or whatever, that guy? Who's that dude? The X Games or whatever? That did the gigantic fucking tricks or whatever? Is that him? Yeah, he's, he is the inventor of the mega ramp. Yeah, that one by downtown was ridiculous. Dude, he did the Great Wall of China. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah. There's a documentary on it, Waiting for Lightning. Uh-huh. And, dude, they built this fucking ramp in in China, like, just based off of somebody's idea, right? I mean, that's how everything goes, right? But mm-hmm. 
it was like they were like really trying hard, like they trying hard as fuck. Like they put a they're they trying to kill him. They put a picture of Danny Way in a frame, like a regular picture frame. Yeah. Like, there's a guy. There's a guy on the news television. He puts it on the thing. And he's like, this man with great courage wants to jump wall of China, and he like simulates it for him. Like, guy jumps over the wall. Like, send money. We want to fucking build this ramp. It's gonna be awesome. Before he did that, when I when I first saw the ramp, I figured they're trying to kill him. Oh, just like looking at the ramp. Yeah. Like, uh, hope somebody <laughs> hope was hoping that he'd die tr- doing it. Yeah, cause you're like, you guys are fucking smart. This is bullshit. Like they know exactly. Like we've they've already built one before. You know they should be able to just take those same angles and specs and go okay. Well, they—I ne- I mean, mean, they never—they never reveal that he's that he's landed that shit fucking dozens of times already. When you see him do it, they never reveal that. Oh right, of course. <laughs> That'd be cool. Maybe maybe they do, maybe he does only do it one time or whatever land at once. I don't know, but I'm figuring he he's done it a bunch of times already. Yeah, I mean, he's already done a, a mega ramp that he invented himself. Same same specs or whatever, probably. Well, but you were ho- he's hoping for the same specs over there, but that wasn't the case. Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, tries it and eats shit, you know? That's right up there with those assholes who let go of the bike that do the flips, whatever that shit's called. That oh, shit's- God damn, dude, the motorcycle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Well, what are you doing, dude? You're depending on this, on Yamaha to make sure you're okay? I mean... I mean, it's the same as skating where inertia keeps you with the bike, but still, I mean, those guys are so high up in the air. That's fucking bad. I mean, you're gonna die. You're gonna die eventually. You keep hurling yourself and you're a hundred pound, you know, what, what, how much? I don't even know how heavy those things are. They got to be at least one city, two hundred guys have died already. What about motherfuckers like, like Evil Knievel? You seen that shit? That guy was a, that guy was a pussy. Yeah, but what about his son though? <laughs> what about his son? That shit's fucking insane. What's wrong with that dude, man? I mean, that guy doesn't even fucking care. He's got a family. He's gonna fucking kill himself doing that. You know? That right. shit's insane. <laughs> What a real pussy, dude, just trying to take himself out each time just for his own glory. <laughs> right, it's not even in shape. <laughs> He's like, well, if I, if, I, if I live, then I'm a badass. If I die, then yeah. Okay, I'm like, this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, seriously, but it should be that way at the same time. Like, you should always be, like, willing to die. Because, I mean, why not? Who the fuck knows what that is? Human beings are so into shocking other human beings. They love it. They fucking love that. Yeah, I, I love it. That's why I skateboard. I love <laughs> shocking people. Like, I did a manual with my Starbucks in my head. I was like, yeah, bitch. And it, and it, it doesn't even really shock people. Like, it, it, like, shocked this 12-year-old kid who was trying to sell $3 candy bars. Yeah. yeah. But people... T- I enjoyed it. It was great. And people can talk shit like, oh, it's no big deal. Yeah, but but either do it or you're a fag. And you know that in your head, you know, as you skate off. You know what I mean? Either you can do it or you're a fag, dude. So, 
Don't talk. Don't talk shit. Because you know, guys sit at home watching like the X Games and all that shit, and they're like, oh, you know, their wife's there, or whatever, and they act like it's no big deal. You know, yeah. You know what I mean? Like they got it figured out, or they know how the guy does it, or whatever. Yeah. Come on. I could have totally done that. None of that shit can touch Copperfield, though, man. Come on, walking through the Great Wall. He didn't have to skate. He didn't jump over it. He walked through it. No. 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 <laughs> and, then, and then he takes women to his island and tries to drug them and rape them. Oh, you know about the island, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> it's pretty good, right? He deserves it, right? He does like 600 shows a year. Fuck it, man. Well, here's my thing, dude. How are you not getting laid? You have your own island. Why do you have to rape them? I, I don't mean, believe that's, that's like I, the ultimate pickup line. I don't believe he does, but but because she dropped that lawsuit, I think, as far as I know. Yeah, but what what about the whole girls? Some girls are looking for that adventure. Like, he could have been like, you know, like been doing that for a while. Like, you know, like he had a, he has like a string of ten girls that were into it. You know, and this last and this last one wasn't, wasn't into it. <laughs> Well, can you imagine if if they were, if they were just going to go out, right? And but it turned out him they get on a, his own private plane and they're flying to his own private island. She knew none of this. Maybe she was just so freaked out she just didn't know what the fuck was going on. You know what I mean? And just didn't want to just didn't want to put out. Yeah, or like. Or like, yeah, it's like, too, like it's too easily, much. You know what I, I mean? Can, I can easily get a quarter of a million dollars out of this guy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, you know, you might be right though, man. Who knows? I don't know. I'm, I'm just this is pure like outside perspective. Yeah, it's possible. Well, yeah. I, I mean, think about it. All these high-profile guys—they just wanted to go away. They can't afford any bad publicity, so sure. Yeah. Give her a hundred grand, something, tell her to shut up. Yeah. There you go. And then, and, then, and then the one time he's all, you know what, fuck you, bitch. I'm not giving you no fucking hundred grand just because I tried to show you a good time and now you just want to fuck me over because I don't want to fucking marry you or give you fucking money because you want to, you, you want to, you know, just try to straight exploit my... My, my wealth? My celebrity? You know, like, sure. Fuck. Right, she's lucky she's still alive, right, after that. I mean, he's, a, he's I mean, really, I mean, he's fucking amazing. Because he's amazing. I mean, imagine what he could do in the bedroom. <laughs> he's all, I never really thought of that, but yeah. <laughs> it might be worth it, though, you know? It might be worth it. Right. The least, the least you could do is give him like a handy or something. I yeah, probably like would. I, I probably would to check all that to check out all that stuff. I probably would. No one's gonna find out. And I tend to have a. Con- I, I tend to have a pretty conspiratorial mind, and I'm thinking, hey, what if the whole thing was phony, just to make you everyone think that he's actually straight. That's correct. Because there yeah, were, yeah. there were those rumors after he broke up with what's her face, 
Did you, you did hear he had AIDS, right? What? Yeah, you didn't hear hear about that? Yeah. Uh, copper too? Yeah, he was doing magic. He was doing magic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This is what I heard. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man. Man, I can't get up without one of those monsters now. I've drank them for so long. It's not, those things aren't, dude, I feel some kind of weird throb, like, I don't know, it's in the liver area, you know, after I drink one of those, it feels like it's being, like, constricted. What do you think, what do you think that is? I think that's, uh, your, your, your body, your, your body saying, um, you're, you're giving me way too much of something that I'm not, understand. I'm not computing. Yeah. Just not confused, just not confused. It's trying to clean it out of. Uh, it's trying to clean it out, right? Out of your system. Get this fucking shit out of here now! What is this? I'm not collecting this in here. It's pretty crazy, dude. You used to drink those, huh? Red Bulls or whatever. I used to. Yeah, I worked at Red Bull for a little bit. They gave me a bunch of free ones. They just had stacks of them there. Introduced just to squeeze a few extra hours out of everybody, out of the population. Really? Uh, I, you know, I think it definitely worked. I think it definitely worked for it, but I don't think that was the main the main reason for it. The only reason I say that is because there's coffee and you know there's, there's different ways of of, of in consuming caffeine, but there's something about those things, man, especially the monster one. There's something else in that. There's something else going on with those things that's more than coffee. Yeah, because I've had, I've had Red Bulls. I've never had Monsters, but... Yeah, uh, yeah Red Bulls, I never felt too much of the effect on it. Um, so I, I can't really say anything about Monster, but... Like the coffee, I don't know. Coffee, to me, always puts me to sleep. I can't drink coffee. Cause really? Because I start knocking out. Okay. Yeah, I, 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 I'm one of those odd ones that... Yeah, I, I drink coffee while I'm falling to take a nap, falling to sleep. Well, I've, I've found that these things, like, I'll drink them in a... Sometimes I get... I start feeling a little paranoid, like I'm on drugs. It's, yeah? It's kind of similar, you know, so... <laughs> there's something in those... There's something in those things that isn't illegal yet. Well, remember that, that weight loss pill, the... Uh, what was it? Excedrin? Yeah. Uh, Excedrin? Yeah. There okay. was something in that, because the first... Batch when that first came out, I remember taking two of those and I was wired. I was moving at 100 miles an hour and I couldn't stop. I was at work and I like just dropped to the ground, started doing push ups, and I was just like moving constantly. And I got, I was talking faster than I was thinking. Like, I mean, I was, it was crazy. I had to, like, yeah. I was like, shit, like, like, if 
this is what like speedy fit like i was i was losing my mind and i crashed like i remember like eight hours later i just crashed and i was like fucking just out and i was like i never felt the effects of that and then they had pulled it off the market um for Okay, talk to you soon. Thanks, Mono. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.